The message you're about to listen to is produced by CROIC Media. I want to talk to you about doing business the Jesus way. Doing business the Jesus way. Doing business the Jesus way. Now, you've got to understand that as a ministry, we sincerely believe in training God's people to do business. Luke chapter 19, and I'm going to begin from verse 11. And as they heard these things, he added and spake a parable because he was nigh to Jerusalem. And because they thought that the kingdom of God should immediately appear. He says, therefore, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. And he called his servants and delivered them ten pounds and said, occupy till I come. That word occupy actually means do business. Give it to me in the NIV. Do business. This one says, put this money to work. Give it to me in the New King James. Okay. It says, do business till I come. Tell someone, do business. So it commands us to do business. Tell someone, Jesus commands you to do business. The word is pragmatiumai. It means to do business. So it's obvious that Jesus wants us to be in business. He is not against business. The NIV says, put your money to work. Give it to us again. Put your money to work. God is not against investments. Are we together? All right, NLT. Invest this for me while I'm gone. You see that? All right. Give it to me in the message translation, please. Operate with this till until I return. So now let's move on. But the citizens hated him and sent a message after him saying, we will not have this man to reign over us. And it came to pass when he was returned, having received the kingdom, then he commanded these servants to be called unto him to whom he had given the money that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. Now, some things are very clear here. Number one, Jesus commanded us to do business. All right. Number two, Jesus is not against profits. Jesus is not against profit, but he's against exorbitant profit. Okay? He wanted to know how much each man had gained by trading. Then came the first saying, Lord, thy pound had, had gained 10 pounds. Notice the use of words gained, say gained. All right? So it's not against gain. It's, a, it's against unjust gain. He said unto them, well, well, thou good servant, thou hast been faithful in a very little. Have thou authority over ten cities. So you can see that with prosperity comes influence. With prosperity comes 
influence. And the second came saying, Lord, thy pound has gained five pounds. He said likewise to him, be thou also over five cities. And another came saying, Lord, behold, here is thy pound, which I have kept laid up in a napkin. For I fear thee, because thou art an austere man, thou takest up thou, that that thou laidst not down, and reapest that thou didst not sow. And he said unto him, out of thy own mouth will I judge thee. That's why you need to be careful what you tell God. He says, out of your own mouth, I will judge you. You know, some of you just talk anyhow. May God not go kill person, you know. Be careful what you say. Tell someone, be careful what you say. Now look at this. He says, out of thy own mouth will I judge thee, thou wicked servant. Thou knewest that I am an unstained man, taking up that I laid not down, and reaping that I did not sow. Wherefore then givest not down my money into the bank? See, Jesus instructs us to save. Jesus instructs us to save. He says, why, wherefore, King James, why then did you not put my money in the bank? Then at my coming, I might have collected it with interest. You see there? Jesus is not against gain. He's not against profit. Next one. And he said to those who stood by, take the miner from him and give it to him who has 10 miners. Verse 25. But he said to him, master, he has 10 miners. Verse 26. For I say to everyone that to everyone who has will be given. And from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. In other words, what you don't use, you will lose. See? So, and Jesus lets you know that it's not against increase. The one that had 10 had one more. And there are some people who believe that um, if, you're, if you're rich, they should take the money from you and share it around everybody and life will be better for everybody. It's not true. And that's why I'm going to teach you how to create wealth. Amen? How to create value. Now, we're going to go into our context today, doing business the Jesus way. First of all, what is business? Let's remind ourselves. The word business is from the word busyness. 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 Busy, apostrophe, busyness. That's what it means. It means, that's one, two, your, pre, your productive preoccupation. Your productive preoccupation. Your productive preoccupation. Are you there? Number three, a business could also be defined as a system of activities engaged in for the purpose of meeting a need or providing a service at a price in order to make profit using the words that Jesus used, right? It's a system of activities engaged in for the purpose of meeting a need of providing a service at a price in order to make profit. Number four, a business is any activity A business is any activity that provides you the opportunity 
A business is any activity that provides you the opportunity to exercise your gift. To exercise your gift or potential for the benefit of others that gives you a sense of meaning or fulfillment. Should I come again? Did you get number three? Or should you got it? Okay, number four. A business is any activity that provides you the opportunity to exercise your gift or potential for the benefit of others that gives you a sense of meaning or fulfillment. Are we together? Number five, whatever you do for a living is your business. Whatever you do for a living is your business. Today, our focus is to learn how to do business the Jesus way. Jesus Christ is the ultimate model for us, no matter what we do. Are you aware of that? Is an example. Praise God. So, one of the things we're going to look at today from the Jesus model of business is one definiteness of purpose. Definiteness of purpose. Purpose is the reason for a thing. Your purpose is what gives meaning to your existence. It gives meaning to your potential. Now you now remember that's number five, uh, the number four definition. A business is any activity that provides you the opportunity to exercise your gift or potential for the benefit of others that gives you a sense of meaning and fulfillment. You see that? To succeed in business, to succeed in life or business, you must define why your business exists. You must define why your business exists. The purpose of your business is what motivates you. It inspires you. It inspires you to engage in meaningful activity and creative productivity. Meaningful activity and creative productivity. Every successful business is characterized by definiteness of purpose. They are focused on living out their purpose. This is a common characteristic among successful business people. By the grace of God, I'm privileged to have lectures given to young people in prominent universities in America. And one thing that I have seen common amongst the lectures and of these um, guest lecturers who inspire students is simply this. Each of these people um, talk with this sense of consciousness that they are fulfilling their purpose. 
every one of them. And it's amazing that not many of us have sat down to define why we are alive or define why you're in business. If you start a business, write down why are you in business. Clarify it. Amen? No one lived a purpose-driven life any better than Jesus. Let's go to John 10.10. 10. John 10.10. 10. It says, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and destroy, but I have come. He explains it, that they may have life and that they may have it how? More abundantly. It was very clear. Verse 11. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. See, Jesus was very, very focused. Jesus was very clear about his purpose. Right from an early age, he was driven by a clear sense of purpose. Remember his words in Luke 2 verse 49. How is it that you sought me? We see not that I must be about my father's business. Definiteness of purpose. He was focused. A clear sense of purpose gives you objectivity in life. Objectivity in life. You are, you are like a pointed arrow. See, it gives you objectivity. You cannot live for your purpose and not live an impactful life. If you will look at successful ministries in our country, you will notice that they are purpose-driven. A clear sense of purpose keeps you focused. It protects you from distraction and from detractors. See, a clear sense of purpose. Listen to this about Jesus. When they wanted to make him a king, he fled because that was not why he came to earth at that time. He fled. Because the good shepherd gave his life for the sheep. John 6 verse 15. Look at this. John 6 15. When Jesus therefore perceived that they would come and take him by force to make him a king, he departed again into a mountain himself alone. He fled. He ran away from them. That's not why he came. Everyone has a vision of what you should be, but no one knows better than God. See? In 1 John 3, 8, John, the beloved apostle of love, said, For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Defined. If you observe the life of Jesus, it went about doing good and leading all those who are oppressed of the devil. Acts 10, verse 38. He kept on healing the sick and casting out devils. That was what he spent to a third of his life doing. That was his purpose. So your business, why do you exist? If you look at the, for instance, Facebook, for instance, they had a social mission to connect people and to make the world open, to connect people around the world. And that's what they do. And the more they focus on it, the more they make money. See, your purpose. To succeed in business, you must be focused. You must be clear about why you are in business. I wrote it in capital, letter, capital letters. You must be clear about why you are in business. Every great enterprise is one that has a clear sense of purpose 
at the core of their operation, a clear sense of purpose. McDonald's is different from Burger King. Burger King is different from Chick-fil-A. They're all different. You can see the shops side by side and everybody's doing well because they are focused. Take out some time today and write down why your business exists. Today, take out some time, write why your business exists. Then come to the core reason why your business exists. If you're, if you're a civil servant, write why you go to work. If you're self-employed, write why you do what you do. Amen? It has been said that the Bible is the best success book ever written. To become the best, it's important that we learn from the best. No one has impacted history any greater than the Lord Jesus Christ. In John 18, 37, Jesus Christ said, To this end was I born. And for this cause came I into the world, that I should be a witness unto the truth. He was focused. This was at the end of his life. In Luke 19, verse 10, he said, The Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. See that? Leaving out your purpose makes your life significant and timeless. Leaving out your purpose makes your life significant and timeless. In 1 John 2, 15 to 17, but I want to focus on verse 17 because of time. The Bible says, he that doeth the, the will of God shall abide forever. And the will of God is the purpose of God. So to the measure you live in line with the purpose of which God made you, to that measure you will have timeless significance. Number two, what can we learn from Jesus? Write this down. Determined vision. Determined vision. Determined vision. Jesus Christ had a determined vision. In other words, he was committed to a vision. Determined vision. You... you it's very clear. The vision has been determined. You, you, this is where I'm going with my life. You will not hear that I will step down from being the pastor of this church to become a governor in my village or the president of Nigeria. The president of Nigeria has limited authority. He has authority only over Nigerians. As an ambassador of Christ, I have authority in every nation. Are you out there? A determined vision. Now, we're going to define vision in this our context. It refers to a, men, a mental image of a preferable future. A mental image of a preferable future. Number two, definition of vision. It is an inspiring picture of a desirable end or destination. An inspiring picture of a desirable end or destination. Number three, a vision could also mean the image of the future you see. The image of the future you see. For instance, 
we have a dream to be at the stadium in this month for fragrance of his presence. Is that a dream? Is that a dream? I've carried this dream for years. Seeing us ministering stadium in Liberation Stadium in Port Harcourt, different stadiums all over the country. I just see it in a battle and I see it and the power of God will be so strong when I see it. Every successful business person is someone that had a dream. Then it's a mental picture of what the business is going to look like in the future. Don't forget the, I, um, I want to recommend this first one I want to say. You need to get the series, The Power of Vision. You need to get it, The Power of Vision. Because the future you see is the future that will be. Every man's future is in his heart. Every man's future. The Bible says, for as he thinketh in his heart. What did he say? So is he. Your thoughts design your future, but your words create them. Out of the abundance of the heart. What did he say? So whatever you're saying about your future is what you've already seen in your heart concerning your future. Jesus is the ultimate example of a man with a vision for his enterprise. For example, he said, on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Matthew 16 verse 18. You see, he had a vision for the church. He saw a victorious, a victorious church. He had a clear vision. He said, on this rock, which is himself, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. He was seeing a victorious church and advancing army. Hebrews 12 verse 2 records the words of the apostle Paul saying, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Speaking of Jesus, for the joy that was set before him. He had a vision. The vision kept him going. It has been said vision is the mother of perseverance. You cannot persevere if you do not have a vision. Vision inspires selfless and self-sacrificing acts from those possessed by vision. I remember when the president of my university met me and said that he would fire the chaplain if I would be willing to work with him. And I said, I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> I have a vision. He said, is it those children that, uh, students that you're uh, teaching and gathering that are going to feed you? I said, not really, sir. That's not my focus. I have a vision. And someone that was close to him said, he respects you so much. He would love to meet you. Vision. When you're possessed by vision, you are driven to selfless acts. Vision inspires hope. Hope is the currency of inspiration. Inspiration generates, generates energy. Look at the cycle. Vision inspires hope. Hope is the currency of inspiration. Inspiration generates energy. Energy drives accomplishments. Vision inspires hope. Hope is the currency of inspiration. Inspiration generates energy. Energy drives accomplishments. Let me give you an instance. Let's say you come home 
to your house and your wife is acting tired, just lying down, and you say, honey, are you aware that everything being sold in such and such boutique that she likes to go to is sold at 70% discount? The woman I was in will fly up. Really? Say, yes, we've got to go now. She will not tell you she's tired again. She will jump in the car. Why? She has seen the vision. She hopes to get new clothes. Their inspiration, grace, energy, energy is driving the accomplishment. When we lose sight of vision, we become hopeless and depressed. Those, then we lose energy and progress stalls. That's why you must always keep your vision before you. That's why we need to constantly remind ourselves of our vision. Successful businesses are vision focused. This is also true of successful businessmen and women. Toyota had the goal and the vision of becoming the number one car maker in the world. And they did. They would tell themselves, Ichibon, 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 to be number one, to be number one, to be number one. And they became. They beat General Motors, an American company. Vision. What is your business going to look like? What is your life going to look like? Dr. David Young Cho had the goal and the vision of, of growing the world's largest church. And he did. Apple had a vision of putting a personal computer in every home. And they have. You say, how? The phone. Are you aware that the, the, the phone you use today is more sophisticated than the computer that manned the, the, the first rockets that went to the moon? The man had a dream to connect the world with the World Wide Web. We have it today. He sponsored the man who came up with the idea because he, he had that dream in his heart. Microsoft wanted to become the software language in every computer. Almost every computer in the world uses Windows. Are you aware of that? It was his dream. If you dream it, and you keep on seeing it in your heart every day, it's inevitable. And Oswazenegger actually came from Austria. Are you aware of that? And he had a dream of becoming a governor. And he became in another man's country. Barack Obama had a dream of becoming the president of America when he was in college. He became. Bill Clinton had a vision to become a president. He became. Nelson Mandela had a vision to become the president of South Africa at 13. He became, even after 27 years in prison, which means vision preserves life. It is difficult to kill a man with a vision. It is difficult. 27, why didn't they kill him? They killed other people. Some of you should try to read after Winston Churchill and realize he had a vision of becoming prime minister of England. He was a visionary. What future are you seeing? Some of you are just living from day to day, eating, drinking, wearing clothes. Hear me. The future belongs to those who dream. Microsoft wanted to become the software language in every computer. They made Windows available and affordable. What about you? What about you, child of God? What about you? In what way will your business organization shape the world? There's something Steve Jobs said. He said, 
It is those who are crazy enough to believe that they can change the world who really do. When he made the iPhone, which was the first phone without a keypad, and his friend said, nobody's going to want this. There's no keypad. He said, they'll get used to it. Do you know that today if you have a phone, you prefer the ones that don't have a keypad? Somebody dreamed the way you should use the phone. In what way are you going to change the world? God did not bring you into this world to live an insignificant life. He said, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. You were born for significance. What is your vision? Is it clear? Is it written? Jesus stated his vision for the church again in Matthew 24 verse 14 when he said, and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations and then shall the end come. He saw the gospel going to the ends of the earth. And he had 12 unrefined people. The most refined one of them, who was from Judea, who was Judas Iscariot, was a thief. So he was going to use local people to achieve a global vision. Jesus had a worldwide vision for the church in spite of obstacles and persecution. He made it clear to them that challenges will come to them, but he reassured them that the vision will be realized. Remember the inspiring words of Proverbs 29, 18. Where there's no vision, give it to me, the people perish. When people are driven by a clear vision, nothing deters them, not even persecution. A visionary business or team is unstoppable. That's a quote I'm going to give you towards the end of this message. After his return, Jesus gave them a progressive vision of an ever-widening influence. What did he say? He said, it is written, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. He gave them a progressive vision, an ever-widening cycle of influence. Are you out there? Jesus had a vision of progressive growth of the church. He saw us reaching the ends of the earth. What about you? Have you aligned the vision for your business? For instance, our ministry has a globalized vision of taking the love of God, the word of God, and the healing power of God to every individual, every home, every city, every state, every nation, every continent, every day, through every available means. It is clear. It is progressive. It is strategic. Take out some time to dream on paper concerning the future of your business. Dream big. Dream so big that you take God, the help of God to accomplish it. I'm going to take one last one. A driving mission. A driving mission. Number one, a mission is a task or job that someone is given to do. A mission is a task or job someone is given to do. Number two, it is a pre-established an often self-imposed objective or purpose. 
a pre-established and often self-imposed objective or purpose. Number three, a mission is a calling or vocation. Basically, a mission refers to what you are supposed to be doing. That is your business. Your mission is your assignment. Your mission is your assignment. Your assignment is a problem you are assigned to solve. It could also mean the service you've decided to meet or the product you've decided to offer. That's a mission. What you're supposed to be doing. Mark 1, 35, 39. Mark 1, 35, 39. Let's look at this. And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. Next verse. And Simon and they that were with him followed after him. Next verse. And when they had found him, they said unto him, All men seek for thee. Next verse. And he said unto them, Let us go into the next towns that I may preach there also. For therefore came I forth. Jesus was mission minded. There are all kinds of invitations or calls I get. It's not my mission. I'm not interested. You should be able to say no. Jesus knew his mission. Instead of pandering to popular opinion or demand, he focused on his mission, which is to go and preach in every town or city in Israel. People put you under pressure. He was free from the pressure to please people. Look at this. Jesus was driven by a sense of mission and it kept him focused. He refused to allow himself to be distracted and detracted by the pressure of the public. See, there are a lot of people who come with suggestions. Maybe this is the way you should. Maybe they maybe say, hello, this is the way we exist, all right? There might be a church on the block that exists to serve that. Let me share a sad story. There's a church in America that was in debt. And they drummed the vision to get out of debt and for everyone to get out of debt. And they did get out of debt, the church, and, and all that was happening. And when they got out of debt, they had no vision. So everybody began to suggest, let's big, build a bigger building, let's do this. And finally, the church was confused, lost members, lost money, and it's stunted till today. They lost sight of vision. Write this down, rules for business success. Are you there? Number one, know your business. Know your business. Number two, Focus on your business. Number three, do your business. Number four, find better or new ways of doing your business quicker, cheaper, and more effectively. Find better or new ways of doing your business quicker, cheaper, and more effectively. There's something that Steve Jobs said. He said, innovation is what distinguishes the leader from the follower. There are three important things when it comes to leading the business world, which you need to take note of. Creativity, which is doing a whole new thing that never existed. Innovation, doing an old thing in a new way. 
And lastly, leadership. If you develop the leadership skills, there's no telling on how far you can go. Number five, determine what you want the future of your business to be like. Determine what you want the future of your business to be like. Number six, give yourself to your business. Give yourself to your business. Number seven, engage and employ the best hands in your business. Engage and employ the best hands in your business. I want to close with these thoughts. If you are working on something, if you are working on something exciting that, really care, that you really care about, you don't have to be pushed. The vision pulls you. Lastly, a small body of determined spirits fired by an unquenchable faith in their mission can alter the cause of history. A small body of spirits fired, determined spirit fired by an unquenchable faith in their mission can alter the cause of history. That's what Mahatma Gandhi did in India. He read about Jesus Christ's nonviolent resistance and inspired his people to march on toward the British Empire. They will kill them. He will tell them, we will awaken their conscience. Finally, the British Empire gave up and left. There was no bullet fire. It's still one of the most remarkable movements in the world. When Mandela led in South Africa, there were gunshots and things and all those. Mahatma Gandhi did none of that. He followed Jesus Christ. He humbled the most powerful empire at that time, just copying Jesus. So I want to encourage as a child of God, we'll continue our mission, the driving vision next Sunday. I want to encourage as a child of God, you make up your mind to copy Jesus. And for us, this is the year of the sun, the year of the fullness. Amen? So I want to encourage you to take out time today. What is my purpose? Why am I in business? Write it down. Why should I go into business? Look for strong reasons. Then craft it into your mission statement, your, uh, your purpose statement. Then look at the future of the business. What is this business going to look like? 